Welcome to the Story Forest, a podcast of original tales for curious and adventurous children. Something strange is happening in Wickety Woods. Somehow, Theo has to work out what the King of the Monsters has done at the same time as stopping anyone from school or the village from suspecting anything. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. New Order The Sunday after the Monster King had arrived, Mum and Dad took Theo on a day trip to the seaside. They ate fish and chips, went on rides, paddled in the freezing sea and ate ice cream, even though it wasn't really warm enough for them yet. Any other day, Theo thought, he would have been able to fully enjoy it. But today... Even though he did laugh and have fun and enjoy the spring sunshine on his skin, part of his mind was always back in Wickety Woods. The King of the Monsters had turned out to be quite a character. He ordered the other monsters around and even used some of them as a chair. And though it had made Theo cross and annoyed, the monsters didn't seem to mind at all. But what had happened in the night? And what was going on now? Was the King of the Monsters safely inside the underground home they had built for him? Before now, Theo had called it a palace in his mind. But more and more he realised he was referring to it as a lair. They got home late and sleepy, just in time to wolf down some beans on toast and get everything ready for school the next day. Theo woke late and Mum had to drop him off at the school gate. He had missed any chance to catch up with the monsters and as he was going in the bell rang so he couldn't even chat to Molly. He looked out the window towards Wickety Woods as Mr Thorne said hello and did the register and only looked forward when Molly gave him a kick under the table. He'd seen nothing in the woods. He was surprised to see Professor Toadspawn was back, looking as fly-away and strange as usual. Mr Thorne was speaking again. Interesting findings, and so she's going to be working with us again. You'll be split into groups and each assigned a project, which we will present at the village hall at the end of next week. Interesting findings. Theo glanced behind him to where Molly sat, Of course, there were interesting findings. It was a woodland full of monsters. And now their class and a biologist were going to be in the woods all over again, just when the king of the monsters was there doing who knows what. Theo sighed deeply and Mr Thorne raised his eyebrows at him. Theo and Molly were put into different groups but neither of them went into the woods before lunch. They conferred. Molly didn't know what was going on either. After lunch, her group went in, and when she came back, she looked at Theo meaningfully. They managed to go to the bin at the same time, and she whispered, Something weird is going on. It's quiet in there. Not just the monsters, the animals too. We couldn't find any. The professor... Is suspicious. 
That's all they had time for. Moments later, Theo's group was going into Wickety Woods. Theo took a deep breath. What was he going to find? As Molly said, the main answer was nothing. No bird calls, no nuts, no squirrels darting, no brindle boars holding onto the trunk of the trees. Professor Toadspawn was leading the way. This group's project is a good one. We're going to be looking at ants and work out how sociable they are by studying their behaviour. I've got a workbook for each of you and we'll need to spread out and look for ants' nests. No one go too far away and call out when you find one. Perfect. With everyone else looking the other way, Theo ducked behind the trees and disappeared into the forest. He just had to find out what was going on here. He went through the trees, calling quietly, Monsters! Monsters! But no one, and nothing, replied. What on earth was going on? Had the king of the monsters taken everyone and everything with him? He walked towards the place where the brindle boars lived, the closest monster home he knew. It was built on the inside of a huge hollow tree, with different compartments and sections carved inside for the different families. He knocked, then poked his head through the main opening. He knew he didn't have much time. Brindlebores, hello, what's going on? The tree was usually full of the spiky creatures, scratching and singing, jumping and shooting at each other with their spines. Today, it was quiet, but not completely. Monster hunter! A hoarse voice came from the shadows, and very slowly, a very old Brindlebore emerged. You can take me to the king of the monsters. Everyone else is serving him, collecting creatures, feeding him, keeping the animals away. And here I am, stuck like an old bunch of knitting needles. You have to take me, please. Theo frowned. I'm sorry, but I'm only here for a moment. I need to go back to school. And this has to stop anyway. If the animals all disappear, the people are going to know that something is wrong. Oh dear, the old Brindlebore said sadly. I did so want to see the king of the monsters. I'm sure you will, Theo said hurriedly. A sound came from behind him. Leaves were stirring, twigs were crunching. It wasn't an animal, which meant that it must be... Theo pulled his head out of the tree and turned round to find his classmates and Professor Toadspawn, who was frowning. Oh, sorry, he said. I thought I saw some um, ants. We haven't found any at all. Professor Toadspawn says it's really weird, a boy called Peter said. Theo frowned and Professor Toadspawn sighed. He's right. There's something going on in these woods. Let us sit down and think. She sat down on a stone then pulled out a chocolate bar from her pocket. Moments later, Theo's head turned as an orange flash bounced into the clearing. No one else saw because it was, of course, Hugo. He snatched the chocolate bar from Professor Toadspawn's hand, then bounced above her head and disappeared, shouting after him, Chocolate for the Monster King! Professor Toadspawn stared at her hand. The chocolate was gone. 
Theo frowned now. The monsters were largely invisible and inaudible to humans, unless they made themselves very, very obvious. And it seemed that was what Hugo was doing. Theo heard the orange monster bouncing away and looked at the others. They hadn't noticed, but soon they would. This had to stop. Professor Toadspawn looked at her watch and sighed. This is all very odd. I would have thought we would have found those ants. But maybe there's something exciting going on. We'll come back tomorrow. And then they were all walking out of Wickety Woods and there was nothing Theo could do about the craziness going on inside. All he could do was hope that it wouldn't all fall apart before he and Molly could get out of school. Theo couldn't pay any attention in the last two lessons of the day. As soon as school was out, he and Molly rushed to the woods. As they came into the first clearing, they came to a sudden stop. There were a group of adults wearing wellies, waterproofs and looking serious. Mr Clamworth was there and he had a gun. Hello Theo, Molly. I'd stay out of the woods. There's something going on. I know, Theo said, eyeing him closely. The animals have disappeared, but I don't think you need a gun. It's just in case, Mr Clamworth said. Maybe there's something big in here. We're going to have to have a look round. Theo and Molly glanced at each other. There certainly was something big in the woods. But Mr Clamworth and his friends absolutely mustn't find it. They turned around, said goodbye and started to skirt around the edge of the woods. We need to get there fast, Molly said and Theo nodded. They ran as much as they could, then walked as fast as they could until they came to the entrance of the tunnel down to the King of the Monsters lair. They ran in and down the tunnel to the main hall where they came to a stop. The King of the Monsters sat on his throne and around him were arrayed many many monsters. Theo's eyes focused. Some were brushing the monster king's hair. Some were feeding him sausages. Some were singing and some were polishing his many toenails. Theo took a deep breath, then stepped forward. I beg your pardon, um, your majesty, but we must speak about the running of these woods. The people have started to notice that things are changing. If the people realise there are monsters here, they will come. There are already people here trying to find out what is going wrong. The Monster King gave a large, long burp. The monsters all looked at him as though he had sung a particularly lovely song. Who cares if the people see us? he said. He sounded bored. Theo gritted his teeth. They will come for us, for the monsters. They will destroy us all or put everyone in cages or try to study them. We absolutely must keep the monsters hidden. The monster king didn't look impressed still and this made Theo cross. He really wasn't listening properly and he was ruining absolutely everything. The words started to burst out of him. 
And you've got to stop telling the monsters what to do all the time too. They all have their own lives to live and they need to get their own food and everything and not just brush your hair or whatever all the time. You can't just take everything that you want and make everyone do what you want them to do. It's just not fair and... Theo felt a touch on his arm and turned around, flushed. Molly was looking at him with eyes full of warning. He turned back. The king of the monsters had risen to his feet. But so, on the other end of the hall, had another monster. It was Tricklemore. He began to speak before the king of the monsters had opened his mouth. Your royal monstrousness, please hear me. Forgive this young monster hunter. He is worried and frightened. Theo scowled, but Tricklemore continued. But he does have a point. We have enjoyed the marvel of your presence enormously, but we must return the woods to normal or we shall not be able to keep your court. I'm sure that the monster hunters will have suggestions how to keep a good balance. He gave a deep bow. Theo saw that Tricklemore's skin was looking very dry. He must have thought it serious indeed to have come so far from his mud bath, which kept his skin damp and soft for so long. I'm sure we can help to think of a plan, Your Majesty, Molly spoke up cheerily. The Monster King gave out a huge sigh, which seemed to fill the whole cavern, then fell backwards into his throne once more. I'm sure you don't need to bother me with the detail, he said, then snapped his fingers. Sausages! And then he lolled his head against the side of the throne and seemed to fall asleep. Theo watched him for a few seconds. Er, right, Molly said. The monsters were all looking at them, looking a bit put out. Molly gulped and Theo took a deep breath. The first thing to do is to make Wickety Woods normal again. Wherever you've hidden the animals and pine cones and everything, they have to go back. We'll work out some teams for looking after the king afterwards. But be careful, you have to stay out of sight. There are people in the woods right now looking for something unusual. And with monsters, if you were really looking for something unusual, you might well find it. They wouldn't be able to rely on their usual invisibility today. Matilda buzzed through the air towards Theo and he was relieved. Matilda would know what to do. Most of the animals we can just release, she said. They'll find their way home and the florists can blow most other things around the place. Perfect. Theo said, glancing over at the sleeping king. Let's do it straight away. Everyone else, I think you'd better hide here for a little while. He turned around and started to walk up the passage and out of the den. Where are we going? Molly said, scrambling to catch up with him. We need to get Mr Clamworth and the others out of the woods, Theo said firmly, so the monsters can go back to normal. 
But how? I don't know yet. We'll have to think on the way. The woods were starting to get a bit darker and Theo and Molly started moving quietly, more slowly, listening to everything around them. They couldn't surprise Mr Clamworth and the others. They had to be very careful. From close by came a scampering noise and Theo turned his head quickly. It was a group of squirrels dashing through the woods. Molly smiled and a few moments later there was a sound from above and birds started to fly out into the sky, back to their nests. I can't believe the monsters caught all of them, Molly said. I can't believe they will do just anything that the king tells them to do, Theo said grimly. Not trickle more, Molly said. And then they heard another noise. It wasn't an animal, and soon they heard voices too. Theo and Molly looked at each other. Then Theo called out, Mr Clamworth, it's me, Theo, and it's Molly. Can we speak to you for a moment? What are you still doing here? Mr Clamworth sounded cross and a little frightened. Moments later, he appeared through the trees, followed by the others. It could be dangerous. We told you to go home. Anything could have happened. It didn't though, did it? Molly said with a sweet smile. Mr Clamworth said nothing. We were worried about the woods too, Theo said quickly. But we just saw lots of squirrels and the birds are back. I think everything is back to normal. We saw the birds too, one of the other men said. They looked as though they were flying away from something. As though something had frightened them, Mr Clamworth said. You really must go home. We have no idea what we're dealing with here. Just then a strange sound echoed through the trees. Something like a horse and a duck and a siren mixed up. None of the monsters sounded like that. Theo and Molly moved instinctively closer together and then a large shape broke through the shadows, charging towards Mr Clamworth and the other men. One of them shrieked, one of them dived to the floor and one of them lifted his torch to see a long neck, goggled eyes, big teeth and then it was gone. Theo felt the sudden, very strong urge to giggle. The men got to their feet. Was that a llama? One of them said and the others agreed. This is so weird, Mr Clamworth said. Not that weird, Molly said. The farm up the hill has some llamas. One of them must have escaped and it must have spooked the animals. I'm sure they'll be able to get him back tomorrow, mystery solved. Theo really hoped that the men would agree. They all looked to Mr Clamworth, who was frowning. Finally, he spoke. It's strange for sure, but that animal was making a very strange noise. He sighed. We're not going to find anything else now. It's getting dark. He looked over to Theo and Molly. You two need to get home now. Go on. Good night, Mr Clamworth. Molly said meekly, and she and Theo stepped away into the trees. 
As soon as they were far enough away, they both started to giggle uncontrollably. It was as though all the stress and tension of the day was disappearing in their laughter. When Matilda and Hugo turned up, Theo and Molly still couldn't stop. The, the llama, Theo managed to say, and Matilda looked disapproving. Yes, it was a shame he escaped. The Brotons got a bit carried away with releasing animals. No, it worked perfectly, Molly said, recovering herself. Just perfectly. And the people are going home now, so you can tell the monsters that they can too. Good, Matilda said. Hugo, Theo said, just managing to sound stern after the giggles. You've got to stop stealing food too. People are definitely going to notice. Hugo, who had been bouncing up and down in excitement, began to bounce less vigorously. Don't worry. I'll make you some cookies, Molly said kindly, and Hugo's face lit up. He bounced over to her, landed in her arms and gave her something like a momentary snuggle before bouncing away again. Theo, Matilda and Molly smiled at each other. Did the monster king say anything else? Molly asked Matilda. The purple monster shook her head. He was still pretending to be asleep when I left. But I bet he'll have all sorts of new ideas tomorrow. It's going to be quite a job keeping him occupied. Yes, I'm beginning to see that, Molly said. Theo held his tongue. Matilda, like the other monsters, seemed to be completely obsessed with the king. He didn't want to say anything bad about him in front of her just yet. But then we're quite a team, he said instead. Good job, everyone. Today was a big one and we made it through. We'll just take it one day at a time and I'm sure things will settle down soon. The others agreed and then Matilda said she'd go with Molly to the edge of the woods as it was almost dark and Theo dashed off and went through the fence and into his garden. Mum was a bit annoyed at how late he was and gave him toast for tea before sending him to bed. He obeyed meekly, ready to sleep after such a long day. But when he lay down, images of the Monster King, of llamas, even of Mr Clamworth's face chased through the darkness. They had got through today, but what would the Monster King do next? the end. Thanks for listening. What do you think of the Monster King? Could you draw a picture of him? Don't forget to listen to the first series and to catch up with all our other ones. Perfect for downtime, for doing some drawing or driving in the car. We'd love to hear who your favourite character is. (laughs) 